Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Hello, everyone. We are back. We took a week off and now we have a lot to talk about. (laughs) Oh, God, do we have a lot to talk about. My bad, guys. I was traveling to work, so we couldn't record last week. So it's going to be a long one. But I also had a midterm. So, you know, life happens um, and the podcast can't be done. But we are back in full force um, like we were going to be for a long time. So we're going to be covering two weeks, basically, worth. So hang in there with us as we go about this. Um, But let's start with. Not this past weekend, but the weekend before that, those Premier this League is games. Three Premier League games ago. Yes, we, we really we've, we have a lot. Um, Our yeah. bad. We're so sorry. Um, but let's um, start um, with those. There's only a couple of things I think that we plan to talk about for these. Um, and then we'll just kind of try and keep on moving as quickly as possible through all of this. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want me to start for this? And we sure go ahead. So I just to start, um, if you guys recall the Arsenal Leeds game that took place, what now seems like eons ago, um, it was a one zero win to Arsenal in what would I would describe as a chaotic, stressful, and wild match. Um, Leeds was really like. The first half, Arsenal dominated, and the second half, Leeds dominated, and Leeds could have won this game 3-1 or something, but um, they couldn't buy themselves a goal, um, and Arsenal barely hung on in the end um, amongst some controversy, to say the least. Um, Leeds did have a missed PK by Bamford, um, and then there was a overturned PK call by VAR, um, that had originally given a red card to Gabrielle, but instead. I forgot about Bamford for Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Um, and instead called Bamford for a foul resulting in no penalty kick. Um, chaos. Um, chaos. Arsenal definitely looked probably the worst they looked all season. And then we can discuss a little bit more about their form when we talk about this most recent games but um yeah I think that like in the the discussion of leads like their record of late has not been great but it's hard to sort of like it it's hard to be incredibly critical of their performances because while yes they they need to finish more of their chances they control large portions of every game I watch them play yeah, they have chances. They are not getting their record isn't great, but they're not getting beat into the ground. So no, I, don't I, know I would be very frustrated if I was a Leeds fan. I think just because, I mean, especially in this Arsenal game, it's final product. It's all there except like literally in the box. Um, and I don't want to get take anything away from Ramsdale. He played very very well in goal. Um, for Arsenal, I think he's really kind of making a statement for why he should be England's keeper in the World Cup. Um, yeah, but I mean, Leeds probably should have scored my dad. My dad doesn't really watch the premier league, but this is funny. Apparently he tells my mom when Patrick Bamford walked up to take his PK, he said, this man's going to miss. He looks like he just woke up from a nap. 
in Patrick Bamford's defense, he always looks like that. I do agree, but it was just funny that my dad, of all people, yeah, described him that way. Um, and then did also predict that he was gonna miss. So just another yeah. funny anecdote. Anyway, in defense of Patrick Bamford, the man always looks like he had a beer for breakfast. Yeah. Um. So this is valid. This is very, very valid. Anyway, like, um, anyways, um, um, we're gonna talk. Um, the other game from this this weekend that was notable was obviously Liverpool Man City. Um, I will let you speak to it, and then I I also yeah, watched it um as well. Um, I'm like honest to God, I'm not like fucking around because just because we lost, I like really don't remember this game that well. <laughs> um. It genuinely feels like a lifetime ago. Um, but I do think I, I'm going to talk about this, I think, a little bit more when we get to some of the other games that City's played. But I do think City is in a little bit of a slump of form right now. And I think it had started a little bit before this Liverpool game. They hadn't, there'd been a couple games where they hadn't looked great. Um, but I think it just sort of really showed in this game. Like, there's there's some things that are not clicking. I, I, it's not the clicking, I think maybe is the right word there's a couple players who are not in their best form and the way that city plays unfortunately the reality of the situation is that the way that city plays if one or two guys on the field are losing the ball too much they're out of form they're they're you know giving up possession too frequently then city really struggles yeah um, and it doesn't it doesn't take a lot to sort of like off put the the sort of delicate balance the delicate ecosystem that is you know the pep guardiola system i will say too it's really funny because i feel the same way about arsenal these days and i feel like yeah. it just shows the mapping of the two teams being very similar so i can yeah. understand pretty well I, like i'll talk mean. a little bit about it because i think but i like i think for example rodri in general i don't think has had the best season so far um yeah, compared to his normal thing he's given up the ball a little bit more often than than i would like but i think most notably the drop in form comes from Cancelo um yeah well that, that was he's a- definitely seen a dip in form and and I'm not gonna like sit here and like rant and rave about it it happens like players have a little bit of dip in form he just is in a little bit of a rut right now he'll and, pop back out of it yeah but like I think that it, him letting I that goal up he's that his mistake was yeah. the mistake for the Liverpool goal and again like yeah. it's it's a fluke right like he falls yeah. over yeah but I, I understand what you mean by he's and, and and sort of like in defense of Cancelo's slump, he's getting shuttled between the two wings, the two wing back positions yeah. right now because Kyle Walker has been injured. So like there's some instability there and sort of like he hasn't been able to settle into left back. He keeps getting moved over to play right back. He'll get moved between the games. And it just has not been the last couple of games have not been a great run of form for him. Yeah. And I think like it, it is what it is. City didn't finish their chances against Liverpool either um which is again out of character for them this year but not so out of character for them last year I will say like City watching City Liverpool felt a lot like watching City last year I will say I would agree yeah um that there were it was just the final product wasn't there we Holland is obviously a gold machine obviously he's inhuman (laughs) yeah yet also sometimes it just isn't working for him sometimes like just 
you need other like I think that also yeah. I hope it proved to City that like you can't rely like you can't and should not rely on him every single game to score you no, a goal or two but also like I felt like De Bruyne did not have his best game against Liverpool yeah yeah um yeah. Foden didn't start against Liverpool um which was frustrating in my opinion because um, Foden has, why Foden has historically was. Foden has historically performed very well against Liverpool. I just don't it's, understand it's why. One of those things, yeah. it, it's one of those things, right, where I, I can understand what Pep is thinking, right? Like, he's thinking there's a lot of games in a very short period of time. It's better to lose a Premier League game right now than a Champions League game right now, which is true. It, like it is, even if it's against Liverpool, it's better to take a, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just, also better. It's also better to lose to like as, as much as like standings wise, it's better to lose to Liverpool, who are not gonna like overtake you. Yeah. In points, like they're not really like a table threat right now. In a way that like, you know, it would be different against Arsenal, right? Where it's like winner yeah. takes the lead. Also, you know what I mean? So it's just. The stakes of the game rivalry aside were not that hot. I also think that like to also to that point, like you lose three points to Liverpool now and like you don't get injured for the rest of the season. Yeah. Like I think, and we yeah. talked about this too a couple of days ago that like, it's so hard to know, like we can't predict anything. We just have yeah. no idea how so, the world cup and all these games are going going to affect the players but yeah like, i think that we can kind of see it's not going to be so while i while there were things that i was like mm, didn't like that and obviously i never like losing to liverpool i, I think in the grand scheme of things it doesn't mean a whole lot <laughs> no it really doesn't i mean it I again, arsenal like, out for a second other until than they lo- pride. until they lost points so like other than pride and, ba- and bragging rights it, it it really didn't mean shit so yeah yeah that's all right i think city as a team is in a little bit of a slump right now so yeah that's yeah. all i gotta say anyway yeah totally fine um we're gonna keep on moving um to the and, midweek games to the midweek games so many too many games um so i wanted to i just put on here again we talked about leads a little bit already um but i put down that Leeds did lose, and there are rumors floating about J- Jesse Marsh in mm-hmm. out. Um, I just wanted to point that out, put that on the table. Um, yeah, I will say, like, I understand why there are things floating around. I think several teams, you know, have already fired their coaches this year, so inevitably, I think a lot of that that chatter started up again when Steven Gerrard was fired, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that chatter started up again with that. And I, you can understand it with the run of, run of form that Leeds is in, but I, I'll be honest, I don't know that Leeds is changing with a coach. Um, no, I, don't I don't think, think so Jesse Marsh is, is the problem, but sometimes the coach isn't the problem, but a change helps anyway. So I don't know what will happen. We'll see. I don't know but either. I will say. I, I hope they give him a little bit of I time. I hope they give him a little bit more time. I, I almost feel like he's sort of in a position. I mean, it's really not the same, but feels slightly similar to Arteta like young coach in the Premier League young-ish team similar potential problem like I would like us to move away I would like us to move away from a team loses three games in a row and like it's fire the coach coach. I just it it annoys me (laughs) 
I also I agree, but I also think the thing is with Leeds and Jesse Marsh is that they very much let him bring in build yeah, a team players. over last summer. Yeah. He brought in very specific players. And generally when I like Thomas Tuchel aside, <laughs> generally when clubs do that, like let the coach build a team over the summer, they give them a bit more leeway. Yes, I agree. Um, and I think that they probably will, but I will be very surprised if Jesse Marsh gets fired before the World Cup. Oh, I would expect them to keep him out. Yeah, I would. I don't expect him to be fired before the World Cup. No. Um, But anyway, just a good thing to be put on the radar as we, you know, continue thinking about all these things. Um, But yeah, the other nothing else too. Nothing results wise was too crazy about the midweek games. Um, Although Chelsea did draw Brentford. Yes. Um, but like Liverpool won, Southampton won, nothing. Uh, Fulham did beat Aston Villa. Um, yeah, which, which led to the led to the firing of Steven Gerrard. Um, but the but fun thing and notable, the drama, which of course, of course, there's drama. They can never let us not have drama. Um, no. Is of course that um, Man United played Spurs on Wednesday, and Man United beat spurs on wednesday you think okay great this is a really positive storyline for manchester united who has struggled a bit and is now seemingly bouncing back yeah except every headline (laughs) was about how cristiano ronaldo left the bench and went back into the locker room before the game was over yep and allegedly refused to come on as a substitute yep um I don't think our opinions of Ronaldo are really a secret. Um, no, I really don't think so. We're as much of a hate Ronaldo podcast as we as we are a Mbappe hate podca- podcast. So yeah. I hope that- um, we've just not had much to talk about in terms of Ronaldo recently um, because he hasn't been playing because he's ancient and should retire. He should just but, go to the MLS um, something. <laughs> but um drama ensued post this where ten Hag yeah. was like i will deal with it later him dealing with it was basically taking ronaldo out of the team the team yeah which is absolutely the appropriate response it is i don't care who the fuck you are like you don't leave the team bench before no. the game is over no absolutely and, not and i you genuinely could not tell me what he was having a head spit about because he wasn't was- playing in the game that they wanted but also allegedly Ten Hag was gonna put him in and he didn't want to get off the bat come off the bat like well, that's I, his own fault I, it, yeah like I, what what was going through his head where he was like yeah I'm just I'm just out of here like how did he's he think so self-centered and just so like me 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 that he can't think about anything else I don't know I'm not I think sure he got a lot of shtick for it in the media rightfully so like you just, it's a team sport. I don't care who the fuck you are. I don't care who the fuck you are. Like, I literally don't care who you are. <laughs> like, and I think, you, honestly, like, it's a, t- there are 11 men on the field. Yeah. You, you are one of 20, 18 in the game day squad, or 20, or 22, or 21, or who, whichever, varying on the competition. You're yeah. one of, you know, roughly 20 guys in the squad who may be necessary yep. to contribute to the game. Mm-hmm. and Ronaldo if you don't want to be seen as an ego case then like play as a team player yeah. you don't even need to play as a team player just keep your ass on the fucking chair on the, on the bench 
Like, like nobody needed, nobody would needed you to do anything. Nothing else. Even if needed. he refuses to come on from the substitution, nobody knows that externally except for you know the bench and Ten Hag. Yeah. If he doesn't get his ass up and leave. Yeah. Like there's just no circumstance in which you should be leaving the bench. No, absolutely not. Like unless you have been yanked for some sort of insane emergency. Yeah, like, which would have been fine if he had to. Which leave would have been of that. fine, but that's not what happened. He threw a hissy fit. He left. He threw a hissy fit. Like He's that's so. Seven thirty-six. You're thirty-seven, thirty-eight years old. I'm, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. And you what? Think that some team is gonna want you in January? Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, he's not making a case for himself for anybody. No, absolutely not. Allegedly, he wants to go literally anywhere that will take him in a big five league. Nobody in a big five league, or that's Champions League. Nobody's going to take him. Nobody has. Nobody has playing on a Champions League team right now. He's not. He is not good enough anymore. I know I'm a hater, but I said anymore. Anymore. For anyone to want to deal with that ego. Yeah. No. Like if he had, if his ego had chilled out, then I think you know he could make a case. You know, I'll come off the bench. I can be a goal scorer. I can be a leader in the locker room. You know, whatever. I'm Ronaldo. Okay, fine. Oh my god, yeah, he but totally. If but be, he totally could have done that. If you're going to be a locker room disruption, and you're not worth the locker room disruption anymore, you no. you were ten years ago. Ten years ago, maybe you were worth. You could do whatever you want because you were worth locker room disruption. You're not worth it anymore. No, absolutely not. Especially with the kind of wages and stuff that he's going to, you know, he requires. Yeah, he's, you're not he's worth just the money. money. You're not worth the. You're not worth the money, and you're not worth the locker room disruption anymore. It's just not going to happen. So, like, he's not helping himself. If he wants to go somewhere he can play, he is not helping himself. Nope. So, I, you know, I stay hating. Um, he's not giving are. me any reasons. He's not giving me any reasons to, you know, chill out a little bit. So Nope. Um, but, yes, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how that all plays out. And you know us. We will definitely uh, be talking about it. Um. Moving on, on to this moving. past weekend. Yeah, let's talk some about notable, this. Some notable drop points, actually, this past weekend. Chelsea and Man U tied 1-1. Yep. So that's a drop from points for both teams. Yep. Liverpool, after you thought maybe they finally found their mojo after they beat City. You really did. One midweek. Lose to, to Nottingham, Nottingham Forest. Forest. That's a letdown game if I've ever seen one. That is a letdown game if I've ever I will seen. also Liverpool, just... every time Liverpool win a game and you're like, ooh, maybe it's, maybe they're going to get going now. They'll win like two in a row and then lose to somebody they have no business losing it. Yeah. Too. I so... would like to say the, just a note on the Chelsea Man U game. Quite a crazy game in the end. And Man U's tying goal at the end was kind of fun. But that's all I have Yeah. To say. It was a little crazy. Um, but you know, I'm always happy to see both teams drop points. Oh, but yeah, as always. Like, okay, whatever. Newcastle beats Spurs. So some yep. team points dropped. I will um, say Newcastle is surging. I say that in air quotes yeah. because I don't want to be like, oh, haha, Newcastle. But um, no, they seem to have a mode. Money might right be uh, impacting play, um, and that's all I'm going to say on that. But uh, 
Well, it's not even just that. I don't think like, yes, it is. They they made a couple of purchases, but they didn't like totally overhaul their squad or anything. No, they, but, are, just, they are playing well. That's what I, I, but I, I think they're, they're performing. They are probably making the new Newcastle owners over the moon because they're performing yes. well enough that they can attract the, the bigger players that they exactly. obviously exactly want to be doing. So we'll keep an eye on Newcastle, but yes. Uh, um, and then uh, City beat Brighton 3-1. City looked a little bit more like themselves. Um, City have, have had a really, really good home record this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they've lost at home yet. Well, they've only lost one game, but I don't think they've, I think they've, I don't think they've dropped points at home. I think they've only won at home. Um, but they looked, a, they looked a little bit better. Holland had two goals. Um, yeah, they looked a little bit better. They looked better than they had against Liverpool, but still, you know, a little bit of shaky spots there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not not too much else to add there. You want to talk um, Arsenal Southampton? Yeah. Arsenal's um, first. I have I have a couple of things. A, whenever my brother and I watch a game together, Arsenal drops points. They've won every other every single game that they've played except the Man United game and this game, both of which I watched my brother. So, so you and Danny did them. not watch Arsenal games anymore. Yeah, we are not allowed to watch games together anymore. Um, that being said, we also noted before we started watching that Arsenal always drops points to Southampton, like without fail, like is always a letdown game for us. So we weren't going in feeling massively positive, even though we should have been. Um, and of course, Arsenal ties. But we could have gone like six points clear at the top or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Arsenal was frustrating. They dominated the first like maybe like 30 minutes of this game. They got a great goal and then they just kind of petered off. Southampton played well. They kind of roared back before halftime and then they sort of just like had Arsenal. And this is what I was saying when you were talking about City like missing almost a link in their passing. Arsenal just felt like they were a step behind. And there was no control in the midfield. They just couldn't get the ball. Mm -hmm. So even though Southampton wasn't necessarily doing all that much, um, Arsenal couldn't settle down at all. And that just allowed, it was almost inevitable that Southampton was going to get the ball and score. Yeah. Frustrating to say the least, not like a, oh shit moment. Just Mm -hmm. like, I like frustrating. I was joking with my brother. I was like, it's so hard because we came into the season being like, Let's get a top four finish. And because we've been like at the top the entire time, I'm like, suddenly we're all going to be so upset when we're not in first place anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like the expectations yeah. have just like. Expectations bolted. have changed. Yeah. Have changed. And I think that that's like very unreasonable of us. Like I just, we don't have a deep enough squad, I think, to be able to maintain this number of games. We looked very tired in the Southampton game. We've been playing top people in the Europa League because we wanted just to like clinch and be done, which we have, but like people look tired and we also were joking that, oh, we're good. So we finally have players who actually are playing in the world cup, which like Mm -hmm. last time around Mm -hmm. didn't happen. So like, and players who are on top teams enough, like Brazil, England, that could go deep, that could go deep. Even like, let's say like Ghana could like, you know, qualify into the knockout stages. So and we're not like city who has a deep team like mm-hmm. and it's it, it, it's a worry and not like an oh no our season is like done i 
I just think that like it's just the, in the back of your mind. Yeah. It's in the back of your mind. Um, and the like adjustment. Um, we have a couple people out to injury who hopefully after the World Cup will be back, which would be nice. But mm-hmm. it's just like in the back of my mind, and I think of many Arsenal supporters' minds of like managing expectations at yeah. this point in the season when like everything has been great, but like not getting too ahead of yourself we just yeah and like honestly like I'm going to be happy with a top four finish this season even with this amazing start so like I think just like understanding that that being said we're playing Nottingham Forest this weekend it would be really nice not to like you know screw up that one um Mm -hmm. and you know win these last couple of games before the world cup just feel a little bit more like solidified and where we are yeah um I will say yeah, to sort of backtrack something you said reminded me of this, um, that you couldn't keep the ball in the midfield. It reminded me that actually in the City-Brighton game, Brighton had the majority of the possession. Yeah. Um, which almost, and it wasn't by much. I think it was like 52 to 48 or something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. But like City almost never doesn't have the majority of possession. Yeah. So I just think, but, and, and obviously City won the game 3-1. But, um, yeah. It just is an interesting thing to just sort of note. I think it's less of it's not necessarily a positive or a negative. It's just sort of in, indicative of that city can can play a little bit differently, yeah, yeah. Um, if they want to. But it yeah. just reminded me of that for a second. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's it. Last thing. Okay, fantastic. Um, um, do we want to talk pretty briefly about? Uh, Steven Gerrard being fired. Yes. So as we alluded to earlier, Aston Villa fired Steven Gerrard. Um, they I have say surprising as the season has gone. Um, and they have no. now hired Unai Emery. So he is back in the Premier League. Um, yeah. I will say I kind of forgot about Unai Emery. <laughs> I never can because he, at- he coached my team. But yeah. But then he was at Valencia, right? Yeah. He actually did he's like a like and they did pretty well coach. Yeah. No, not not at all. I think he did pretty well with Valencia. So I'll be interested to see what he does with Aston Villa. He feels like a very different kind of coach to me than Steven Gerrard. So to me too. He also wasn't bad at Arsenal either. He really like he was the coach who like gave a lot of our young guys who now see like Saka Martinelli, like he gave them the like really like the big opportunity to start. So I, he's a he's a good coach I think that it's not like I assume he'll do good things for Aston Villa um yeah I will be very interested to see um where Steven Gerrard goes from this yeah uh obviously like he had quite a good run for a while at Aston Villa um yeah he did but I don't think it was a good enough run to get him the eventual Liverpool job which everybody sort of expected like when Klopp left Steven Gerrard would come in at this point right now that's absolutely it's hard to not imagine not happening yeah yeah so I don't know I don't know what Steven Gerrard it I don't know what Steven Gerrard will, will do probably not much for a little while and then I imagine we'll see him back in the Premier League in the next couple I assume so as well. Yeah, I do not think it's the end of his coaching. Like Um, yeah. No, no, no. Of course not. I just will be. It's always interesting, I think, to think about these like former player coaches when they lose their job. Like, 
I think like there's a lot more like well, what are they gonna do um than yeah. like when it's coaches who are primarily known as coaches um yeah. as opposed to two other things but yeah just It'll notable be- there that that's happened another um, another there's so many managers moving in and out it's hard to keep track We're going to talk very briefly about the Champions League. Um, Neither of us really were able to watch the games that literally just happened. Um, But a couple of notable things, um, and then we'll just talk very quickly about where everyone stands kind of going into the last week. Um, Really, the only thing that I had to say was Barca is, again, in the Europa League. They... It didn't even matter that they ended up losing to Bayern in their game today because Inter had already beaten... um, And I forgot the other team in their group, but um this doesn't matter um so Barca again will be in the Europa League um and then I was able to watch a little bit of the City Dortmund game um again I reiterate what you've been saying City didn't look great um I think Dortmund will be upset that they didn't take advantage potentially of some of the chances that they had yeah it was Um, a 0-0 draw for those of you who don't know yeah I mean they're they're the Dort. Yeah, I was not watching super closely, but Dortmund definitely had a few chances from a few players. I will say it was nice to see Giovanna playing. Um, he played over the weekend as well, but um, yeah. Um, also worth noting, Holland only Holland only played the first half. Yeah. Um, and oh, Mara's yeah. missed a penalty. Yes, I will say like, yeah, I don't think that neither team. Uh, yeah, I I think again. Players I will resting. tell you just from just from lineup news, City was clearly resting players. Yes, and, I, and um, again, like as we were discussing, they had already qualified going into this. Game, it didn't really, so. it didn't really matter. Um, anyway, yeah. um, we do want to as some notable notable results from yesterday though. Um, Real Madrid lost yeah. to Leipzig. Um, yeah. it's the first time they lost this entire year. Yep. So that's kind of funny to me. Yeah, but, I was um, pulling up standings right now because if you can believe it um, or not, we only have yeah. one one group stage game left in the Champions League. There were really only two other sort of notable results. Um, Atletico, Leverkusen tied 2-2 today. This is a big deal because Atletico is now eliminated yeah. um, from the competition. And even more of a big deal because they comically missed a penalty at like 90 plus 8. It wasn't um, just that they missed the penalty. The penalty was saved. The ball then dribbled out of the goalie's grasp. It went, fell right to the Atletico player who then kicked the ball off the top post. Then, not even, another player got it and, like, missed the goal altogether. Again, comically. Um, <laughs> so that was sad. funny. And then there was also some drama at the end of um, Spurs sporting. Yep. Um, Spurs scored right at the end. Harry Kane did only to be called offside. Um, I, to be frank, saw like a screen grab of the offsides call and don't have that much of a problem with it. Um, it looks on par with what we've seen called, you know, for the last couple of years. And I also think it's funny. Obviously, it doesn't have the same consequences, but it did sort of, I'm not going to lie, a, a VAR, a VAR, a winner for VAR being called off a close offsides. This time mm-hmm. against Spurs feels like a little karma from a couple yeah. years ago when, that call a similar call went against city playing spurs 
Um, that was, yeah. of course, in a knockout game. So that was a little bit different circumstances, but nonetheless. Um, <laughs> let's talk, um, given that we are into last, as we're going into the last week of the Champions League next week. Um, the groups. Uh, group A is is done, is settled. Yeah. Um, Napoli in first, Liverpool in second. I think technically Liverpool like could catch if Liverpool wins and Napoli loses. Um yeah, there is there is potentially they do like they play they play each other. Um but I don't think it's actually a battle for first place because um Napoli has such a big goal differential yeah. over Liverpool. If Liverpool beats Napoli head to head then they're one and one and Napoli's goal differential is so much higher. Yeah, Liverpool would have to win like six nothing. I would also um, say like there's probably a chance that both of these teams who are you know playing pretty intensely in their domestic league play like both play probably like. Subs. Yeah, we'll but see. I yeah. don't know, but I, I don't. They're both see. already qualified. It is like technically Liverpool still could go top of the group, but it would take a pretty decisive, like yeah. a pretty big win. Yeah. Um, because they're they are seven behind in goal differential right now. Yeah. So. They'd have to win for nothing, um, which, doesn't which seem like I don't it. see them. I don't see them do. Napoli looks really good right yeah, now. So I don't really good. see that happening. Yeah. Um, um, likewise, we, yeah, Club Bruges and Porto are definitely qualified through. Um, the winner of the group, though, is still up for grabs. There, those two teams are only a point to the part. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be a. That'll be a fun, yeah, fun they, they group to watch. Unlike, unlike kind of... in group A, though, they don't play each other. Yeah. Um, so. so It'll be interesting to see. But yeah. also, good job. I think it also Bruges, comes as a surprise. to say. Yeah, I will say this group, I think, probably comes as a surprise that it's Bruges and Porto going through in a group where a lot of people may have pegged Atletico and Leverkusen. I would say um, so as well. Yeah. So it, interesting there. Um, yeah. coming down to group C Bayern and this is a hundred percent confirmed Bayern is going yeah. through in first inter in second yep um, Barca are down to the Europa League um group D all up for um, grabs man yeah group D is all up for grabs uh there are two points between first place Tottenham and fourth place Marseille so yep. it is it is nobody is qualified from that group yet let me um, look and see, and I would like, and I say Tottenham plays Marseille and Sporting uh, and Frank. So, like, yeah, the winner of Sporting and Frankfurt, really, it's it's kind of winners take all. I would say, yeah, I would say well, neither. None, none the of the only teams way, want to the tie. only way, the only way Spurs don't go through <laughs> is if. They lose to Marseille and Sporting and Frankfurt tie. Yeah, yeah. What is if either Sporting or Frankfurt wins, then the other team doesn't get any more points, and Spurs will go through in second, no matter their result. So Spurs just has to not lose and hope that if Sport Spurs lose, they have to hope Sporting and Frankfurt don't tie. Anyway, that is the group to pay attention to um, if yeah. you want some entertaining last day uh, of group stage football. Although it might be absolutely insane. Actually, I don't think... It might be crazy because if, if Tottenham lose and Sporting and Frankfurt tie, then it's going to come down to goal differential because Tottenham, Sporting, and Frankfurt will all have the same amount of points. Anywho, we love Champions League group stage. 
crazy things yeah. like this can happen. Woo-woo. Indeed. Um, Indeed. Moving on to group E. Um, first place, I think Chelsea is through. I'm pretty sure they clinched. They are not technically. Not first place. They are not clinched. But they've clinched a spot or not at all? No. Oh. Because, because Salzburg is only... Well, they have, but it... Wait. They definitely I have. I think they have. I just don't think they've put just first place. They just haven't put it. No, they haven't put it. Like usually, it like says when they they've clinched, they've qualified. It doesn't have them listed as qualified. Oh. But doing the math, they have. Yeah, Salzburg, I was gonna say yeah. Salzburg is four points behind them. Yeah. So, but it second place is still up for grabs. Yeah. Any yeah. of the three teams left could qualify. Yeah. In second, um, because Dynamo Zagreb is three points behind Milan. So yeah. if if Milan and Salzburg both lost, um, yeah, which I don't know if that's possible. I don't know who's playing who. I don't know who's playing who either. Let me look. Um, yeah, so Zagreb is is kind of screwed because Milan and Salzburg play each other. Yeah, so they can't both lose. They can't both. So lose. Dynamo Zagreb is eliminated, but Milan and Salzburg, it's basically winner takes all. Winner yeah. winner goes through. Yeah. Um. So that'll be a fun if game. If Chelsea don't win, if Chelsea don't win and Milan wins then yeah. they might not go through in first if Chelsea lose and Milan wins yeah they might not go through in first but they're they're still in a pretty good position because if Salzburg beats Milan then they go through in first yeah um, yep um moving on to group F um why this, this again group became, this group became closer than it was yeah Real Madrid is is definitely through yeah. Um, because again, they are four points above Shakhtar's, um, but they have not want clinched first place yet. Um, Leipzig's only a point behind them. So and Leipzig did beat them this week, as we said. Yes. So yes. So if Leipzig beats Shakhtar, then Madrid will come through. Yeah. In second. Um, Group G City is. If through. Madrid don't win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, City is also through as group winners. Um, yep. They have um, officially won I the mean, group. Who is Dortmund? Dortmund is technically not qualified, but if they don't they're... beat Copenhagen, there's a problem. Even tie yeah, them, they'll they'll beat Copenhagen. Well, yeah. Never say that the about Dortmund because both... you never know. Well, you never know, but the odds that both. Dortmund beats Dortmund doesn't beat Copenhagen and Sevilla and Man City don't beat Sevilla. Like both of those things would have to happen. I in know. Order yeah. yeah. Dortmund to not go through. So they're probably in pretty good place. Um, likewise, uh, Group H is coming down to battle of for first place. Um, mm-hmm. It is Benfica and Parrot and PSG who are qualified through Juventus is eliminated, but they are tied on points. So it's going to come down to right now, Paris is in first on goal differential um but PSG plays Juve and Benfica plays Maccabi Haifa so Benfica could theoretically run up the score on Haifa yeah and I imagine PSG is probably not going to be able to run up the score on Juve you never know Juve's a mess but you you just you know I think you never know but anyway should be a fun game that's that's where we're at in the in Champions League But we have a couple of, as always, miscellaneous last things to discuss. Um, 
let's do the women's world cup groups that came out um yeah let me pull them up yeah i don't have them all i know is that the u.s has to play the netherlands (laughs) somehow um yeah the draw was at like you know 2 a.m or whatever um give me the groups okay group a norway switzerland new zealand and the philippines um norway and switzerland are probably the favorites out of that one group b is ireland hosts australia canada and nigeria that could be a tough group um canada's the obvious favorite canada's the obvious favorite in the group but nigeria is can always surprise you ireland have been you know fun and australia is the hosts and of course they have sam kerr so that's gonna be be an interesting group i will say um yeah yeah um group c is spain japan costa rica and zambia i think spain and japan are probably clear the clear favorites in that group yeah but um i don't know much about the zambian team but costa rica has a couple of decent players yeah yeah um group d uh, the group d e and f are all waiting for their fourth fourth team um, fourth team but so far group d is denmark england and china england is will be feeling and honestly the chinese will probably also be pretty pleased with that yeah um group e is the dutch the u.s and vietnam um you expect to see the dutch and the u.s come come out of that group but it is interesting that the teams will play in the group stage because those are two teams that you could see in potentially making finals and this Um, article that i'm looking at is they're hoping to top the group because the group e winners are likely to be sweden and they were that's who this group would be matched up with you mean the group g winners yeah sorry yeah i can't they are group e yeah yeah that's why i got confused anyway if you get second in this group you might be playing sweden in your first knockout game so which you don't want which you don't want um Group F so far is France, Brazil, and Jamaica. France and Brazil, again, two pretty high, night, high, really ranked teams in the group stage. Yeah. Um, Sweden, Sweden have got to be over the moon with their group. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think they're in a group with yeah. Italy, Argentina, and South Africa, none of whom have a particular reputation I will on say the world that Italy stage. Might, I mean, Italy, I mean, they don't have Italy, any- they, I, I think they might probably could get out of this group. Italy, they look decent. Yes. They had a decent Euros, I would say. Argentina can be, you know, decent too. Yeah. Um, group H is another one that could be interesting because it's Germany, South Korea, Colombia, yeah, and then Morocco. But Colombia, South Korea could be that. Could, that might be a good. That could be interesting. Yeah, Germany. You'd expect, you know, you'd expect Germany to to get out of the group, but it still could be interesting. So there's a couple of interesting matchups there. Um, U.S. have got are going to have a little bit of a challenge winning their group, but you know we'll see how things shape up over the next nine months yeah. or so. It's also way too um, early for us to be making any predictions. So you'll oh yeah, about that just the like, draw. We just yeah, the draw didn't mention. happen, um, and it's it's worth thinking about. Yeah, um, and last but not least, the Ballon d'Or did happen this week. I feel like it's so low profile because what we expected to have happened happened. Um, yeah. And Kareem Benzema won, and no one can argue with that. Yeah, there wasn't really anything. I will say, um, I'm very happy for De Bruyne to have finished top three. It is the first time he's finished top three. I'm 
genuine like genuinely not trying to be a hater here i'm just like honest to god not sure what sadio mane accomplished last last season that has him at number two like i don't know genuinely like if you know what he did last year that put him there like let me know i don't feel like he had a bad year last year but i don't feel like anything was particularly remarkable about his season last season no i don't know so i'm very happy to bring finished third a little bit confused how sadio money finished ahead of him (laughs) but um yeah, but it and, was always Benzema's. Um, women's side, Alexia yeah. Pinteas won again. That's two years in a row for her. Um, fair Some enough. People were upset about Beth Mead not winning, but I don't really think there was much of an argument. I, I think, unfortunately, Beth Mead peaked towards the end, and whereas yeah. Alexia Pinteas, I think there's a little during. bit of a recent. There's a little bit of a recency bias with yeah. the Beth Mead. And I love Beth Mead. I think she, you I know, do I think compl- she's yeah. a well-deserved second place for her. Yeah. Um, but um, I do think there's a little bit of a recency bias with people complaining about mm-hmm. it because Alexa Buteus was absolutely unplayable for yeah. most of oh, last no, year. I, and, Beth and, Mead, and I don't have a problem with her winning. I was just saying that. And Beth Mead, um, you know, obviously had a, had a good end of the season and, and has had a very good start to the season and obviously had a phenomenal women's euros yeah but um, she no but, i i don't have yeah. there's no i don't have any i don't have this definitely wins that in my mind so um yeah. i mean i don't think i would have been mad had it gone the other way like had it no. gone mead pateas one too um but i don't have any problems with pateas winning it um no. and i think i will be very interested to see how the individuals look at the world cup next year obviously because you know the u.s players have a bit of a, a disadvantage in the sense that a lot of them don't play in Europe yep. um, and they didn't have a major tournament this year yeah but it'll be interesting Trinity Rodman was in the top 20 um, oh yeah and deservingly so yeah um, so you know um, Kat Macario was in she got like eight or something she was in the top 10 I'm pretty sure right yeah I do also think and this isn't her playing in Europe, I think probably Oh, absolutely. Probably I think helped her compared to um you know compared to the players in the US. I, I think either way, I, in my opinion, Kat Macario is the best player in the US women's national pool. I would I would, um, I would agree with you with that. Yeah. That she is who I would put like if you said you can only pick one player to guarantee a roster spot, I'm saying Kat Macario ten out of ten times. Um yeah. but so I do think it is right that she finished the highest of all the women's, but I agree. I do think she's helped by the fact that she plays yeah. in Europe. Yeah. Um, but it will be, I think it will be different. It will be different next year because there's a world cup. So oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, for, uh, um, I mean, it does for both the men and the women, but I feel like for the women, maybe a little bit more, it places. Yeah, I agree. I think because, a... because there's the women's uh, game is a little bit more decentralized in the sense that there are really good players that don't necessarily play in Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas in, in the men's game, all of the best players play in, play in one of the European leagues. Yeah. Um, So it is a little bit more decentralized. So it, it, the world cup makes the, it's a little bit of like a balanced in it. Yeah. Yeah. So the world cup, I do think will make a difference um, for the men, but I do just want to, again, we talked about this when the noms came out, but 
I, I just genuinely don't understand how Messi wasn't in the top 30. Oh, yeah, I still don't understand that. I forgot that that happened. It's still ridiculous. Especially because, like, he's still in really good form right now. Like, Wasn't it's not like he had a good... 30? Yeah. <laughs> like, y'all can't make that make sense. No, no one can. No one can. No, because, like, genuinely, like, genuinely, he could go from not being the top 30 to winning it next year if Argentina wins the World Cup. Absolutely. Absolutely. If Argentina wins the World Cup, Messi is winning the Ball d'Or next year. So it doesn't matter what happens at PSG. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, I'm like, not going to. Because because if Messi wins, if Argentina wins the World Cup, then Messi cements himself as the greatest player of all time, in my opinion. Because that's the yeah. only thing that people really argue, you know, against him. Yeah. Is that oh well he hasn't won a World Cup. Well, if he wins the World Cup, and that's a bit and that's a big if. Like I understand that that's a big we, if. Argentina yeah, are no. definitely a contender. Argentina, yeah. I would argue, are probably one of the favorites. They look very good right now, but you never know what's going to happen. You cannot. So that's a big if. Yes, I'm rooting for it, but that's a big if. Mm-hmm. But if if he wins the World Cup, I think he wins the Ballon d'Or next year. Like, so I, you know, we'll see. But that's my opinion. Um, It'll be very interesting. I, I just think it doesn't. I just don't think you can justify him not being in the top thirty. It just doesn't make any sense. But it's over and done with. But it's it just and obviously Benzema was gonna win it. Everybody yeah. knew Benzema was gonna win it. Benzema absolutely should have won it. He deserved to win it. There was no there was no debate about it. There was no debate. It, I mean, I think there was even less discussion about it going up to this because we just all knew. Like I literally didn't even realize that the ball into or was on Monday until like it was halfway over. Yeah, just because like when there's not <laughs> when there's less suspense, which is just because everyone knew which is yeah there, there was less was there less was less sort of chatter about it because yeah. quite literally everybody knew that someone yeah. was gonna win yeah. um yeah so anyway but good for benzema congratulations to him yeah he uh i mean he, he was, deserved it he was massive last year so he deserves it um well that was it that's all we had we honestly we nailed it we did we went through that well we were pretty efficient yeah we good did job to us um we will be uh back next week with you know even more games um never ends it really never ends um (laughs) don't have two we don't have too long until the world cup yeah um yeah we definitely will uh get to you on how on earth we're going to be recording during the world cup who knows yeah we'll Um, we'll update you all on how we are going to do that whether it's more frequently um or or what we what we decide we haven't decided yet so we will we will let y'all know when we when we decide what our schedule's gonna but it's going to be a busy few months um so yeah prepare yourselves we definitely have indeed all right um, indeed well we will talk to you next week um but for now goodbye That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Kicking Balls.